I stopped two thieves from robbing my game store and became a legend. This is my origin story. I found this sub today and I'm rubbing my hands like the customer service villain that I am. I worked in the gaming retail on and off for about eight years and I have so many stories. My customer service was always ranked in the top 10 in whichever position or district I happened to be working in. And I only say that because I also do not take any nonsense from customers. So my performance was often the only reason why I kept my job after all was said and done. Confirmed by all of the managers and district leaders that I've worked with, there's countless, yes, I am smiling at you, but I am only being nice because I'm paid to. Stories, even more actually female, you're wrong when I was actually correct stories, but I got a few good gems that I love to share. I worked in over a dozen gaming retail locations across a 50 mile radius, and to be clear, I absolutely loved all the friends I made during this experience. Even with all the threats, SH, stalking, and of course, Karens, I'll do it all again. I first worked in a mall, and y'all know that mall security will do absolutely nothing for you unless you hysterically sob or are legitimately threatened with the weapon that someone has in their hands. Or maybe it was just the security at my place that sucked. I don't know. I was often working alone in a very small store and it was slow. Sometimes other mall workers that I had befriended would come over and hang out during their breaks, but otherwise the only people in the store were me and the customers. All of the stores in the area got alerted to a rash of thefts that involved someone distracting one coworker with questions while the other coworker was too busy ringing up the line of customers. Apparently, these fiends did not scope out my store beforehand because there was no other worker. There was no line for my entire shift. It was within an hour of closing, so I pulled out a box from the back room to prepare for the game launch the next day. My store had a locked drawer in the front for them. We did not have the hours to stay more than 30 minutes after closing, so I kind of didn't have a choice to do this other than while the store was open. I was used to this and took every precaution, keeping everything hidden away if a customer came in, not letting the box leave my sight, etc. This box must have looked like the holy grail to this group of thieves because right after I sliced it open, the first one had walked in. He was very charismatic, smiling while he spoke and asked me a bunch of questions and my opinion on things. Another guy walked in a few minutes later and immediately went to the area behind me, where he would have a straight line to the area behind the counter where my box was. I greeted him as he entered, and I'd like to believe that this is where they both started to hesitate and think, oh god, she must have noticed us. Who knows, but I'm the main character in this story, and I'm gonna say that's what happened because they seem to be desperate. The first guy suddenly said that he was looking for a specific item for his girlfriend, and surely, by pure coincidence, that item was up high in an area that was not near my box. I walked to the back room and kept the door open, 100% line of sight on my box behind the counter still. While I grabbed the ladder to grab this man's item from above, he's on my heels the entire time trying to chat me up, and I'm being polite as I climb the ladder. The moment I turn my head away to look at what I'm reaching for, I hear these hard and heavy footsteps behind me, and honestly, my first thought was that someone was about to attack me. But no, it was guy number two. I had whipped my head around at the sound, and I saw him with a handful of copies of this unreleased game in his filthy stealing hands. I immediately started screaming, are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious? Put that back right now, right now. Pointing at the box and he does. I'm screeching from atop my high ground on the top of this ladder. So I continue, get out of my store. 
now pointing at the door, exits guy number two. All the while, charismatic first guy is politely smiling and seemingly unfazed by the interaction. And as my demon horns sprout from my forehead, I yell, you too. To which he tries to sputter that he doesn't know him and he wants to buy the thing. And in my increasingly feral voice, I tell him, I don't give a damn. I'm not stupid. Get out. And he proceeds to leave without a word. I alert the local stores that they tried to hit my store. I double check to make sure that all the copies were there. They were. Alert my manager of what happened and go along with closing everything up. My favorite part of this story is that, unbeknownst to me, the security cameras caught absolutely everything, including the audio. I came back a few days later for my next shift and was commended by my team for how I reacted and was told that the entire district had received the video of my very threatening actions as a 5'4 teenager. I was concerned at first because I was a new promotion, but absolutely everyone up top was laughing hysterically. Needless to say, I believe this was my retail origin story. I became known amongst colleagues as the chick who screamed and cursed two thieves out of my store with zero merchandise, alone. This set the tone for the rest of my gaming retail career, and I would not have it any other way. Yo, I can't explain the feeling, but when you stop thieves from stealing stuff, it's one of the best feelings you can experience. I finally understand why Batman does what he does. It's not because his parents died, it's for that feeling. I can't go into crazy detail in this video, but I once worked for a warehouse place where you could buy items in bulk. Well, I worked in the electronics section and I stopped a team of thieves from stealing five Samsung TVs. The team had three three dudes, a woman who pretended to be pregnant, and a grandma. They used the grandma as the decoy and the wannabe pregnant lady as their backup plan for them to escape. I'll have to tell this story sometime in detail, but stopping these criminals felt pretty awesome. Not allowed to use my initiative? Work is canceled then. This happened a few years back and I got reminded of the guy involved again recently and it all came flooding back. I had been given a new project at work which was to install a new type of LED bulb in the train signals in place of the old halogen ones. The guy I was doing the project with, we'll call him P, this guy was universally hated. I had never heard of him before, but I asked what he was like and the first words out of the mouths of anybody that had any dealings with him were, he's a jerk or other sea-based words. Honestly, I've never known somebody to not have one person like them at any level of the company. Also, he had no actual authority over me. It was his project and I was the person actually performing slash supervising the work. But anything I did under his say-so was done with mere courtesy. If anything, I was actually a grade above him job-wise. However, my boss told me to play nice because I was new to the supervisor role. I was given the spreadsheet of all the signals that needed the bulbs changed and worked out the staff, the materials, and the best course of action to do the work. It was a bad job. You had to change brackets, lamp holders, wiring, and nuts and bolts with tools that weren't fit for the purpose, usually in the wind or rain and up 20 feet ladders around live electrical equipment. You could isolate some circuits, but usually not all of them in the signal head. Also, I was consistently the last person at work, including my boss's bosses. Dealing with all this poop for no extra thanks and no chance of extra pay either, 
I was a salaried worker. After doing the job for a while, I got an email from P saying that he had planned which signals to change for each shift from now on. I was not allowed to stray from this plan. The plan was freaking dumb. Instead of doing signals in a straight line, it was two in this area, two in this area five miles away, three here, just terribly put together. I told him that this was stupid as hell and that we needed to do them all in a line and maybe for the first time in his life he saw sense and relented. He then made a new plan with all of them in a row which he said I had to follow. What he failed to realize because he was incompetent was the railway has engineering works in specified areas where other works cannot take place in them for safety reasons. On the very next shift, what he had listed us to do cannot be done. We cannot access the area. If we did, we very much would get fired. So I looked at the spreadsheet, found an area we could work in, and we worked there. This infuriated P. I was told via email to follow his plan to the letter and to stop being so arrogant. Completing a night's work instead of literally doing nothing was arrogant? Okay, fine. Malicious compliance activated. The next couple of nights went okay, but then another specified area showed up that we couldn't work in. This time we just didn't do the work, and I reported back as such because we couldn't deviate from the plan. This happened multiple times a week. Radio silence from P. At some point, P's boss comes out with us to see our work because she hasn't seen this type of work before. And we just so happened to get along great. This was planned in advance. She wasn't keeping an eye on us because we had started to underperform. We get about half of the work done and then start packing up to leave. She asks why. I tell her because the next signals are in an area for planned engineering works and we cannot go in there. She's okay with that. As I said, if we went in there, we would probably be out of a job or we could be killed trains moving, high voltage equipment left on, etc. But she then asks why can't we just go to another location and work there? I show her the plan and tell her how we're supposed to adhere to it at all costs. She asks why and I ask her if she's seen P's email. She had not and said that she would chase it up during the day. I get a very prickly email from P during the day asking why I only completed half of the work. He had even checked to see what time I had been on the track to tell me I still had two hours I could have been working. He CC'd his boss and my boss into the email. He had thought he had me because he was correct. There was two hours left before we had to get off track in that section we completed the work in. But the canceled engineering hours in that area for all the other assets made the rest of the work impossible. I was slightly taken aback by this though, because while there was ways to check what time people get off track, nobody ever uses it because it's such an underhanded thing to do and creates massive distrust with everybody. He's the only person in nearly 20 years at this company I've known to have done it. His manager then called us all into a meeting. Before anybody else could speak, she told P that the reason half of the work was done was because the equipment further along on his plan was in a specified area. We are not permitted to work in those areas regardless of what his stupid hindrance of a plan says. She said he should have looked at what areas we could work at before a shift instead of spending that time spying on the staff for what time they get off track. Her numbers had me working 40% above what was expected for the shift when I was in charge and less than half of what I should be doing when he was making us follow his plan. P tries to talk back, but she says, and I quote, shut your stupid mouth before you say anything else useless. I love this woman. 
Then I get sent out while she talks to P and my boss in private. The fallout was that the project was getting taken away from P. Him being moved on from that role to never have any position with any kind of authority again, she gave my staff and I a much better project to work on with more overtime, which was voluntary, a better person to liaison with, and the mental image of P looking like a scolded puppy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Man, it's always nice when upper management puts your supervisors in their place. It doesn't happen often, but it's nice when it does. Well, if your supervisor is a bad one, at least. I'm not sure why people with power get on these power trips so much when they have a leadership position. When I was a lead, if my employees did their jobs, didn't cause any headaches, and kept their spaces clean, I never bothered them. A happy team can make a workplace so much better. Who's confused? You're confused? I'm confused. What? Every once in a while, I come across someone whose thought process is so different that it's hard to figure out what is going on between what they're thinking and what's actually being said. This customer I talked to recently reminded me of the phrase, one step forward, two steps back. Well, the conversation we had had to backpedal a mile and turn down a different route in order to get things accomplished. That, or the very least having to take baby steps through this and having to explain things that normally most people would be able to piece together themselves. In this situation, I was taking phone calls and helping people go through their bills that they have with us and other general questions. The customer initially called to inquire about why she wasn't receiving any of her bills. Simple enough request at the start, the conversation went more like this. After verifying their account details, how can I help you today? Yes, I called because I'm frustrated over the last couple of months. I'm tired of having to check online to just have to see what I owe. Why haven't I been receiving my bills? I check on her account and see what we have been sending to them. Additionally, she has signed up for getting them sent to her email. So I've seen this call a hundred times. People forget they signed up for e-billing and call and complain about it. I'd be glad to check up on that for you. And to inquire, you mean you haven't been receiving them in the mail? Yes, of course. What else would I mean? As it stands now, your account is signed up for paperless billing, meaning that it's been opted to have the bills emailed to you. I know what it means. I remember signing up for it. Why do you keep bringing that up? At this point, I'm already over this conversation. However, I know it's possibly far from over. Well, the reason why is because when it's set up this way, that means you will no longer be getting bills sent through the mail. 
It's sent strictly to your email. That's outrageous. Why can't you send them both ways? Unfortunately, it's more of an either-or situation in regards to this matter. Now, if you wish, she cuts me off at this point. Well, I don't want to have it that way then. Ah, yes, that's what I was about to suggest. I'll go ahead and take care of that for you. All right, good. You best do that. I just want them to come to my house. Now, on the other issue I called you for, I sent in a payment to you recently. I want to make sure you got it. Certainly. Glad that's over. I look into her account in regards to her payment. So on the account, there's nothing past due. However, there is still a bill that's currently owed for X amount of dollars. Is that the payment you're talking about that you sent over to us? Because as of now, we haven't received it to cover the current bill. Wait, there's something still that I owe? Why? How is that? Well, the deadline for this bill isn't for another couple of weeks. However, it is the bill for this month. The payment you're talking about, was it meant to cover this? If so, we haven't received one for this bill yet. When do you recall making the last payment? At this point, I'm trying to see if she made a payment we just haven't received yet, or if something went wrong with the process of it applying to her account. I just made a payment. Why are you saying I still owe something? The last payment we received was on April 20th, and that covered April's bill. However, since another bill came out, that's what's owed. Is there a payment you've made since then? Of course I'd be talking about the payment I sent for April. I only pay my bills at the end of the month. Why the hell would I be talking about a bill for May? It's not due yet. She's getting increasingly angry and having a harsh tone. While I'm wishing I could just hang up at this point. I'm sorry for the confusion. With you wondering why you still owed anything, plus you saying you've been checking your account online, it made me think that you meant you were talking about this bill. Now, she interrupts me again. Why would you assume I meant this bill? I was talking about last month's bill, obviously. Me not deciding to repeat the explanation I just told her and moving on to avoid more arguments. My apologies, and in that case, we did receive the payment to cover last month's bill. Is there anything else I can help you with? I just don't see why you would think that. Anyways, I guess that's all for now. She promptly hangs up on me, and I just sit there for a few seconds to calm down my frustration before moving on. I don't know why people are so complicated. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the Jerk channel, but I've had the displeasure of working at a call center before, and it was easily the worst job I've ever had. I was working in the Midwest, and we took calls from the East Coast, mostly the New York area. I had so many calls where I wish I could just reach through the phone and shake people for not understanding their bills. Although, on the flip side, that job also gave me a glimpse into how people with money live. I had one guy call in who racked up thousands of dollars on his mobile hotspot, and I assumed he was about to be upset upon finding out, but all he said was, awesome, thanks for letting me know. And he hung up. Must be nice. But let me know, was this OP a jerk, or was the customer? Let me know in the comments. A tale from self-checkouts. I posted this in another unrelated thread yesterday, and I got the okay to share it here. I've worked in retail for 30 years off and on, and this one... Well, you'll see. My fiance works, or worked, I should say, as an assistant at the self-checkouts for a market downtown. Yesterday, it was busy, and there were lines at the registers. So it was two young women's turns at the front of the line to check out. They had a full cart and began scanning their items, slowly. They scanned a few things, changed their minds, asked my fiance to take an item off the order. Then they changed their minds again and put it back on. Scanned a few more items and then needed another item taken off. Then they took a break to text. 
This went on for 20 minutes. He asked them if they needed help. Nope, they were fine, they said. Finally, after all the items were scanned, one went to use Apple Pay and found out her account was low on funds. So the other went to use her Apple Pay and also found out her account was low. They stood there, frozen. My fiancé approached them again and asked if he could assist them. One of the women told him that they were working on transferring funds to pay for their items. He asked them if he wanted to suspend the order until they got their account straightened out. They told him that it would just be a minute and they would have it figured out. The lines were still long and getting longer. Ten minutes later, one of them disappeared from the checkout area. The other stood at the register texting someone. My fiancé again approached the remaining woman. She said her friend would be right back. Ten minutes later, he looked up. They were both gone. Nowhere in the area, it appeared they had just up and left. Unsurprisingly, this does happen. They had left the cart and all their items at the register. So, my guy gathers up their stuff, puts it back in the cart, and wheels it out of the way to the liquor counter, cancels the transaction, and lets another customer take their place and keep things moving. Over 10 minutes later, they both came back into the store and demanded to know where their cart went. He told them that it was over by the liquor counter and that he canceled their order because it was now one hour since they had walked up to the register to check out. One of the women was furious. She said that they only went to her car to charge her phone for 20 minutes and he should have known that she would be back. She started yelling and throwing a tantrum. Then my fiance went off on them. He made it clear to them that they were being incredibly self-centered and had been holding up other customers for a full hour, that they should have figured out their payment method and that they should have charged their phones ahead of time. He told them that if they knew that they were going to hold people up, they should have just suspended their order, got themselves together and came back to complete the transaction after they resolved the situation. He then sent them to the back of the line to start over and they did. No freaks given. That's how he is sometimes. No joking. Three people waiting in line clapped. One high-fived him. This was the tipping point. He's done there. Not going back. He already has other work lined up anyways. I think I would have clapped too for this worker because I can't stand people that hold up lines at stores. I understand issues with registers and stuff, but when you are the reason for the holdup, that is a different story. As a former cashier, these were definitely the worst types of customers, but I won't lie. It was always funny to clap back at them when they got crazy. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.